So it's been uh, amazing to see what the Lord has been doing in India. Um, on the left, I think uh, um, Larry notices that it's been too long for him to, uh, that he didn't come to India. And uh, that new building, we built that, that's a church. That's our present church in that uh, part of the city. We have 12 churches in the city and around the city. This is one of the 12. And the Lord helped us two years ago to build that and provided all the money. It's built debt-free, uh, which can sit so many more people now. And right now we are having three services, but uh, we may have to uh, extend it. So we were thinking of coming this side. So the length of that uh, will become the width of it, uh, maybe in a couple of years. So it's, it's really growing. The Lord is blessing it. And uh, next picture is uh, maybe the children. So around 500 people live in those buildings. We have the children, and we have around 200, uh, 150 children each year. Uh, we take children from the uh, single mother and pastor's children, pastors that are working in the tribal areas where they don't have the schools and uh, medical things. We take them so that pastors will be free to do the work that they were called to do. And uh, so we have the disabled program also. We have disabled young adults. We train them in computers, tailoring, and printing press. Uh, and then uh, for one year, we give them certificates. We started that in 2004, something like that, for a long time, for 15 years or so. We do that every year. And we provide them three meals a day, the children that live there. So we prepare around 2,000 meals a day in one of our, uh, that's one of our centers. So the Lord has been faithfully providing for all that and everything, guys, you sacrificially give goes into many of those things. The next picture. And this is how the children eat. This is only the part of the, this all looks like a boys and uh, are together. Right? The girls on the other side. They have a good, they get a good meal. Many of them uh, might have never had three meals a day. Uh, next picture. And this is one of our two schools in India. And uh, Larry may be noticing the extra uh, adding to that uh, existing left side building. And we have around uh, 700 students there. We have ch our children from our home go there and study there. We also have the children from local community. We have the Hindu children, Muslim children. But we, every day morning, we have a prayer time there. And we are allowed to pray and sing some Christian songs. And uh, uh, we also share the gospel in the school. And many children get saved due by the time they finish the school of all their years there. This is one of the best schools in our area. Uh, Christian school, officially, but recognized by the government. The students that study there, that can, they can go to any university. That's an amazing thing. The next picture. Is, uh, oh, this year I did a lot of crusades. Uh, part of my heart for India was to make the name of Jesus known to the people of India. They were like, uh, you know, they, we have so many so-called gods and goddesses, like 300 million uh, so-called gods and goddesses in India people worship. 
So many people know many names, but uh, unfortunately, millions of them never heard the name of Jesus. So my heart initially was to do a big crusades and uh, preach the gospel. And then uh, God helped us to come up with the church plants, and uh, we planted. Uh, again, this year I felt very strongly. Maybe I will share part of that during my message that I need to do the crusades. So January, February, part of March, I did in 10 weeks, I did nine crusades in nine different places, three days in every place, night, like that's only the half of the people that attended. On the left side is another part there. Then they took the picture that, you know, they couldn't take out of. So thousands of people and uh, uh, so it's, it's been amazing. I was very busy before I left to Germany when I was in India, January, February, March. And the daytime, teaching to the pastors and then equipping the pastors and uh, really encouraging and challenging the church people to share the gospel with the people. So that was very powerful. Next. And um, this, is, uh, th- this was my house in the city. Okay? Larry knows that, that church on the top of my house so it became too small uh, this is one of the those 12 churches we have in the city so we removed it and we started building it it's almost done this this is a little old picture we started it maybe five months ago and uh, it's almost done by the time I go back in August uh, actually tomorrow we are leaving going back to India so they also uh, painted it outside so that's a three-storied building, and uh, the Lord is really touching uh, India with the gospel. There's so many more people coming to know the Lord, and we, that's why we have to keep on expanding the churches. This is one of the churches. And the next picture. Actually, right now, we are building nine churches. This is one of the nine. The Lord faithfully providing for those with the 7,000. Now, with the $7,000, we can build a church where two through two, 200 to 300 people can sit. We sit on the floor. It's so very close. So, and uh, that's a strong brick building. Um, this actually, I stopped talking about this for some years. But uh, I have a good news. The government decided to give me permission to build it. So they gave me permission. Uh, it's still under paperwork there, but the... Um, uh, in principle, they gave me permission to do that. It may be a matter of a couple of weeks or three weeks. I will get the permission to build. This is the mountain we bought it in 2005. Uh, next picture will show you what we want to do on that. This is how it's going to look like. On the top, it's a prayer mount. On the left side is a 100-bed hospital. On the right side is a home for the mentally disabled children and a home for the uh, aged and also, uh, we call old age home, and also a staff housing, emergency staff will be staying there also, hospital staff. So that, by the time we finish that, it would cost us like a $10 million uh, with uh, construction and also equipment and everything. But for construction, we need $3 million. Uh, the 122,000 square feet, five-storied building with 480 rooms. So it costs $24 for a square foot uh, to build that hospital. 
So appreciate your prayers for that. Next picture. And uh, this is Germany. So I will call the German dissident to come and share about Germany. <laughs> That's me. Okay. Well, I'm a German Canadian, so I hope you can understand my accent. <laughs> um, no, oh, I, I don't know how to say that anymore. Uh, yeah. So uh, just let me know if you need a translation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, God is really moving in Germany. We started going there in 2001 and just speaking in churches a few weeks at a time. Then in 2007, God showed us to stay there long, longer, so three to five months a year. We stay there now. And in 2009, God showed us what we should do to reach the people. And we we're surprised, but God showed us to go to the main train station in Bremen and give out hot dogs. And Germans like hot dogs. So that was a tool to reach them with the gospel. And at the train station, hundreds of people used to hang out there. Drug addicts, alcoholics, homeless, uh, black-dressed Satan worshipers. So seven years now, every single Saturday, we've been giving out hot dogs, 100 hot dogs, and the love of Jesus. So this is how we do it. They line up on one side. Next picture. We line up on the other side, the Christians, and give out one thing at a time from each person so that they have to meet all the Christians along the row and get lots of smiles and hugs and love before they have their hot dog and coffee in their hands. And then there's other people who will sit with them and ask them how they're doing and have them share. And such broken lives. It always amazes me every year we go back that there's still more of them because we've reached so many, helped so many, yet there's more. And many are just broken still from the wartime. Those are the, the generation we're helping. And were you going to yeah, say yeah. something? Next. Then um, in 2010, God provided us this house. We named it Jesus House. And in three weeks, God provided all the money to buy it. 40,000 euros, they gave it to us very cheap. And every Thursday night, next picture, we have the people from the streets come there for a hot meal. And when we first started this, we could only share a few minutes with them about Jesus. And they, could, they couldn't sit, they couldn't listen. But now we spend half hour, 45 minutes worshiping. It's like a service, worshiping with them, sharing the gospel, going deeper into the word with them. So many lives have been changed. They spiritually changed, but also physically, because they know they have a family. People love them. Outwardly, they've started changing and showering and smelling better and, and feeling like someone cares for them. It, it's really changed their lives. Next. Then from the beginning, from the hot dogs, um, Yesupam was saying, okay, we also want to get them out of the city, provide homes for them. And Germans struggle with faith, so they, they, they didn't believe what he was saying, but God works in amazing ways and showed them um, that this was his vision, not ours. So in 2014, another organization, Christian organization, donated us five acres of land with five buildings on it. And that's not, that's not heard of in, in Germany, that you get anything for free. So we got this other, this property outside of Bremen, most beautiful place. Please come and visit if you need some rest. It's amazing. We call it Bethany Revival Center. And uh, when people come there, they just feel God's presence. And it, their, their lives are changed just by being there. So there's a big house and guest house and 
uh, seminar room, and then there was three other buildings next. One big barn, which we still will use. We want to use for big uh, meetings. But this building we tore down, uh, the left side last year, the right side this year, next. And in its place, we're building Bethany House of Hope, which is the, the home for the homeless. We started uh, a month ago. And amazing, in just a, a few days, dug the foundation, laid the sand, because we, we got permission to build this place. But right now, next picture, we handed in these plans. They're on the side, but it's a two-story building. To the government, we're waiting for approval. Any day now, they'll say, yes, you can continue building. So please pray for that. We really want that to happen quickly, that God will provide the funds to just really go forward quick. Everything we're doing there is such a, so faith-building for the Germans, and they are doing the work. We are not. We started every part of it, but the Germans have come alongside. We have such a great team there. They've grown so much in faith because of just seeing God move in other people's lives. So that's next. That's what God's doing in Germany, a little taste of it. So we spend three to five months there every year. Okay. Just and decide, yeah. yeah. Uh, we left Germany this year. We stayed a month longer. That's why our time in the U.S. is very short. We only came for two weeks instead of six weeks because we felt so strong that we needed to stay longer in Germany. We left Germany on the 30th of June. On 29th, something amazing happened. They wrote about what we are doing in the main local newspaper. Uh, if you, anybody can read Deutsch, the headline it says is hard to believe. Amen. The press is very negative against Christianity. So they started in the first page, giving a glimpse of it. On the inside, they wrote all this article with the pictures of India, children eating, and very, very positive. And they wrote all the vision, everything I shared, they wrote it down, and we felt like God is promoting the work of Love and Care Ministries in Germany. So just a day after that, we have to leave. So when we go, go back, and this is first time, I felt that I'm going to spend much more time in Germany than ever before. So that's why two weeks in India, going back to Germany, and it's uh, so. Just keep praying for that. Yeah, planning to go back in August and continue the construction, as God provides. And this is Madagascar. About six years ago, Korean missionaries that were trained in India, they went there and started loving care. And at that time, loving. Uh, Madagascar was the 11th poorest country in the world. Now it's sixth poorest. Sadly, it's becoming poorer, but most children didn't go to school. So in four years now, they are, they are building the sixth school right now. They started six schools, and in just three of them, they have over 800 children, and they feed them lunch every day. So they're reaching the children and, of course, sharing the gospel. Everything we do is to share the gospel, but also give a hope and a future for the people. Next. So this is one of the schools we dedicated last year. And this building also we dedicated. This is a church that it's really close to the school, and we also use it to feed the children every day for lunch. So they have a dining room, church there, and many classrooms all around that. It's a huge property, and this is our first school. Next. 
And every Saturday, actually they were doing it daily when they first started working there, is feeding the street people lunch. A lot of women, single mothers, live on, under the trees on the streets and older people and so many children. So they were doing it every day until they started the schools. Then they went to once a week. And two weeks ago, they went back to feeding them every single day. And every time they share the gospel with them, and they're also giving them a place to sleep at night. They rented a home, and they're giving the women a, a shelter. So, and trying to get the kids off the street into the schools. Next. And this, um, I think we may have missed a few pictures, but we shared in a prison three years ago. And it's the, the worst possible prison you can imagine, the accommodations. And then they gave us a piece of property there to build a church in the prison. In three months, we built that. It's the first church in a prison in Madagascar. And the prisoners helped make the bricks and build it. And two years ago, I believe, it was three years ago now. And it's being used all the time. Incredible at what God is doing in that prison. After we built it, next picture. Okay, we did miss a few pictures, but that's okay. We, um, I was going to show you the kitchen that was just a mess. After we built the church, Red Cross came in and built them a new kitchen, toilets, and a medical clinic. So we see, even in India, wherever we go with the gospel and build churches, the government or somehow the, the place just changes and is transformed, the land and everything, and they get all that they need physically as well. And this is the largest church in the country of Madagascar, 15,000 members. The pastor is so evangelistic, and his church members go all over Madagascar all the time sharing the gospel and also trying to help the villages with solar, uh, electricity, and different ways to, to help the poor villages as well. So every year we go there. We spend about two weeks there, and we, we share at the church. We um, teach the leaders and pastors and then we have crusade meetings, outdoor crusade meetings, and we do whatever we can to help, you know, support the work there. Next. That is, okay. Thank you. So we're also working in Sierra Leone. Uh, I went there 2004 first time. Now we have over 70 churches there. And those brothers were going to, they started going to Liberia, planting churches in Ghana, and now they are planning to go to Guinea. Did I say that word right? Guinea on the top. How do you say that? Guinea. 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 So uh, this is also an African uh, Africa. So just little up uh, uh, to Sierra Leone on the left side. So it's, it's amazing. Training local people became a, such a key uh, for the expansion of the ministry in those nations. I won't live there, but nev work never stop. You know, so training local people. Uh, and and uh, there's a, before I share a little bit from the word, there's a book out there at the back table. There are a couple of books written on my life by good Americans. So it's one of them. Uh, it's at the back table. If you have not read it and uh, if you don't know about this, uh, feel free to take one for any donation. All the money will go into the ministry. Uh, so... There's also brochures back there, little information of what we are doing around the world. So feel free to take them. And um, as I travel, most of the time, you know, I uh, travel with a message uh, to many nations that I go. 
So I want to share a little bit about the, uh, this year's message theme the Lord gave us. So every year I have a theme and I pray for the theme and I work with the theme. And uh, I'm more like a uh, go-getter-like thing. You know, I, I, I want God's kingdom to be expanded. I want the kingdom of God to be expanded. So, so this year the Lord spoke to me and said it's an era of prayer. And when I thought of that, you know, many times we all know we all pray every day as Christians. And uh, uh, we pray for at least three times a day when we take the breakfast, lunch and dinner. Uh, you know, when we get up, when maybe when we go to bed. Uh, and then with the list of stuff, whatever we need, because he's the only the provider. Uh, he's our daddy. We have to go to him. Then uh, uh, some years ago, four or five years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, son, this Prayer is not just a begging session, but it's a fellowship with God. You go to God to spend time with him, to be in the presence of daddy. And then this year, last November actually, the Lord started speaking to me about prayer. He said, prayer is not just going to God to ask things what you need. It's not just a fellowshipping with him, but also knowing what is in his heart for your life. Whatever he wants to do. And uh, basically the Lord gave me three words. Number one, a prayer is a time of planning with God. Knowing what God, what are God's plan for our lives. And then number two, I realized that, then to put into action. It's not enough to know the plan of God for our lives. Then working with him to putting that into action. And number three, it is not enough to put into action. We should accomplish it, whatever God intended for our lives with him. Because he is the one who shows us. He is the one who helps us to put into action. And he is the one who helps us to accomplish it. Because he is the beginning and the end. Whatever he has for our lives, he is well able to accomplish it. So with those three words, actually, I started meditating on a couple of scripture portions which God brought to my remembrance. Number one, I cannot go to every detail into that, but I will just give you briefly. And uh, one of them is uh, Jesus going to the mountain to pray. We all call it as a mount of transfiguration. It says Jesus went to mountain to pray. And it's in Matthew chapter 17, Mark chapter 9, Luke chapter 9. Uh, John didn't record that. So when he went there, something amazing thing happened. Luke specially writes about that. He says, there's a, uh, uh, the Moses came down, Eliza came down, there was a God's mighty presence there, and there was a conversation going on. So before that, I was thinking prayer means we go to God and talk to him and hear from him. But in prayer, in the planning, I realized that there are other people there. So that was needed at that time. So it says, Luke says, they were talking about, even Moses and Eliza were talking with Jesus what he has to do in Jerusalem, which means how he has to be crucified. So final decision was made, the planning, I would use the word planning. The final planning was made in the presence of Eliza, Moses, and God himself with Jesus, that it is the Lamb of God alone. And the blood that is going to be shed on the cross is the only way that sins of the human beings will be forgiven. 
So that plan, and then we know how Jesus put that into action. He went to Jerusalem soon after that, and uh, you know they caught him, and uh, you know they, he was crucified. He shed his blood, and then when he said that that it is finished, he accomplished it. So, so plan is to accomplish it. Planning and accomplishing with an action. Then I also realized, realized that when we plan, we plan with God. It's basically hearing what God's plans are for our life. Just being in his presence. Then when we put into action, we have to work with the people. When it comes to the accomplishment, it's a battle with the devil. So God is involved, people are involved, and the devil is involved. So on Christ, on the cross, Jesus has to defeat the devil. He crushed the head of the devil on the cross where, you know, the sins of the all human beings has to be free. So the, that's what I realized. Then the second plan I realized was Peter, you know, Luke, um, Acts chapter 10, talks about Peter went to the top of the house to pray. I like that, the way it is, it, the, the way it put into the scriptures. Peter went to the top of ours to pray. And when he was praying, it also gives us more details. What could happen when we go to Father to get God's plan for our lives? It says the heaven was open. And then he sees a vision, a blanket coming down from heaven. And he saw very clearly animals, birds, and the creeping things on that. And then it says he heard the voice of the Lord saying, kill them and eat. So when we go into God's presence, these are all things that happen. You see heaven opening. You see the visions. You, see, you hear the voice of the Lord. Then that plan was, if that plan was never took place in the history of the mankind, salvation should have been, they might have thought salvation was only people like Larry Malament, the Jewish guys. <laughs> but that plan was made, that gospel was not just for Jewish people, it's for Gentiles also. And then Peter put that into action, he goes to Cornelius, and then he preaches the gospel. What really blessed me with all that plan was, Peter immediately, though he did not understand everything immediately, but the Holy Spirit really led him step by step to understand, you know, when God speaks to us, there will be no confusion whatsoever. It won't be easy. Talk to me about that. It won't be easy, but it will not be impossible. Because it is from the Lord and God enables us, helps us to accomplish it, to do it. Because we can only do by his grace. And Peter goes to Cornelius, then he preaches the gospel. That's the answer. Either Jesus dying on the cross or Peter preaching it, accomplishing God's plan. It's all about gospel. It's all about Jesus. And when Peter preached... He preaches five or six things. Number one, he says, in God is not a respecter person. Then he says, Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. And number three, he says, God anointed Jesus to do good, to heal the sick, to cast out the evil spirit. Then Peter says that we are witnesses for that. And then Peter talks about how Jesus commanded all his disciples 
to share this good news, this gospel around the world. Then the Bible says, as he was preaching that, you read that from verse 34 in chapter 10. And as he was preaching, first time the Holy Spirit came upon Gentiles. And all chapter 11 deals with, I mean, these guys, all the leaders, Jewish leaders in Jerusalem was not happy with what happened with the, the Gentiles. They, 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 summoned, they summoned Peter to Jerusalem. They started questioning, why did you do that? Why Gentiles are included in this salvation thing? And then he explains all the vision God gave him. But then the, chapter 12 really deals with the two things. King Herod came against the church. King Herod came and he killed the James. And he wanted to kill Peter also. That made me to understand that every time you have a God's plan in your life, if God gives you a plan, there will be opposition to that. There will be opposition. It will not be easy to accomplish God's plan. The enemy might have thought just killing Jesus on the cross, by killing Jesus, he might have thought he could kill the plan of God with Jesus. But that's where the devil was killed. The head of the devil was crushed. The sin, salvation to the human beings, the solution for the sin through the blood of the Lamb. And Peter was also crucified, but he didn't want to crucify like Jesus. He put his head down and feet up and he was also crucified. Finally, he was died. But every time God has a plan for your life, the enemy will definitely to come against it because accomplishing God's plan is destroying the, uh, the, the plans of the devil. So he doesn't want that. He will do everything that he can do. And when uh, Herod came against the church, verse 5 tells us, chapter 12, the church prayed. The church prayed earnestly. Then God intervened. God sent an angel to the prison cell, not to the place where they were praying, to the prison cell, then I saw some of the things, what happens when we pray? God intervenes. God sends his angels. And then the light came into the dark uh, prison cell. And the Bible tells us, the chains fall down. Peter woke up. And the angel took him out of the prison. First gate, second gate, third gate. And then I realized, enemy cannot stop God's plan. There's no way enemy can stop God's plan. And then the rest is the history, how we all are saved by the grace of God. And then two more things the Lord uh, reminded me, you know, especially last year. In India right now, the government is a very staunch Hindu government. After all these years of democratic, in democratic India, uh, we have been facing, we always had problems, but the problems we face is much more than what we faced. The government is trying to come against the church and the, and the ministry. So some of them, what they are doing, I just read yesterday, uh, part of it is like uh, they are stopping the Christian organizations getting funding from other nations. By doing that, in their mind, if the, the money doesn't come, maybe gospel cannot be preached. 
which is not true. You know, ministry is not money. Money is not ministry. We need money for the ministry, but we don't need money to share the gospel. We did that when we didn't have money. But it definitely helps to do more things, to build more churches, to help more people. And so the last, uh, yesterday I was reading that in the Indian newspaper, 10,000 organizations so far denied the permission that they already gave them. They canceled the permission to receive money from other countries for the Christian work. There are another 4,888 organizations under scrutiny to stop doing that. And there are more, um, uh, more churches are destroyed recently uh, than before. I lost two of my boys. They were killed, you know, pastors that I trained. Then, so it's been uh, there, but now it is more than before. Uh, so, but the Lord really gave me favor with the local government. It is the, the federal government that's coming with these laws. Uh, they are thinking a long-term plan, what, whatever they can do. And, but the state government, these, I, the Lord gave me such a favor. You would not believe the favor the Lord is giving me through the local government. I met the chief minister, the head of the uh, state, two times. I arranged meetings, Christian meetings for him, invited him. It, it was, it, God made it possible only because a friend of me who was a high-ranking government official became a politician. Actually, I led him to the Lord. And he became a politician, and he was elected, and he became a minister, one of the ministers in the government now. And he is representing a Christian community to the government because he knows me personally so well for so many years. So he's using love and care ministries as a bridge to connect the Christians to the government. Actually, on the 4th and 5th of August, tomorrow we are going back to India. I'll be meeting the chief minister of Andhra Pradesh with a team from Germany. We are also planning to help the government. Our state was divided two years ago into two. We had 90 million people and it's divided, and now we have 50 million people now. And we lost everything to the other part of our state. The Hyderabad capital city has gone to the other side. We, we don't even have a capital city now. And we have nothing, actually, except our city, which is, uh, which is 3 million people. We have everything there. So they have to build everything. So they need help. So they asked me if I can help them to bring some businesses into, uh, the, into the Andhra Pradesh. So I invited my friend to come to Germany, and we met with so many big businesses who can build the container center and the ports. We are, they are going to build 16 ports, like a seaports and um, airports in India. They need everything, universities and everything. So the Lord used me in Germany to connect businesses to India, to Andhra Pradesh. So fourth and fifth, I will be meeting with the chief minister. By doing those things through my friend, I had such a favor from the government. And the reason I got the permission for the hospital is because of my friend involvement. He said he, he, they should give me the permission. So we got the letters. Though there are still little hindrances that, that will be solved out. 
So the Lord really using love and care ministries as a bridge between all the problems the Christians are facing in my state. Actually, basically, I'm representing them to the government. So it's a great responsibility, but what a privilege. What a privilege. God would choose somebody like me who was an untouchable boy dying on the street with starvation, picked up by a Canadian Baptist missionary, now traveling to the nations, feeding people in Germany, feeding people in Madagascar, feeding people in India, many nations, even helping people in, in uh, Canada. So because of all that, what was happening, it was hard. It was difficult sometimes, the pressure that you go through. And the Lord really encouraged me with a couple of Bible scriptures. I, I hope that that will encourage you also. One of them was Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel 37 um, is a difficult time for the people of Israel. They were in exile and they were going through a difficult time. And the Lord really wanted to encourage them. And he sends Ezekiel there to talk to them, to encourage them. The situation there when Ezekiel went there, I will read you Ezekiel 37. I'm trying to get that scripture while talking to you. So it, it, it says that their condition was, verse 11, Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. We are talking about the dry bones. And he says, behold, they say our bones are dried. That really drew my attention, drew my attention. I preached on this before a number of times. But this time I saw it differently. There were no dry bones literally there. They were thinking, the people of Israel, because of what they were going through in their life. At that time, that season of their life, they were thinking that, they were, they were thinking like that, dry bones. That's number one. And number two, it says our hope is lost. And number three, that we are cut off. That's what they were going through. Then God, with all his love and compassion, his plan for the people of Israel, he was encouraging them, saying, he says, tell them, verse 12, therefore prophesize and say unto them, thus said the Lord God, behold my people. That really touched my heart. Doesn't matter what we go through in our lives. Because of different circumstances we face in our lives. We may feel dry. We may lose our hope. We may feel like cut off. That's how we may be seeing from our perspective. But from God's perspective, we are still his people. He did not say, I dry bones. Hey, people of no hope. Hey, people who cut off from me. No, he says, you're still my people. My plan still exists. It's valid. He says, my people, I will open your graves. I thought to myself, he was talking about what they were thinking. He was, I almost felt like he was, he was opening my brain. It's like a, the graves are like what we 
thought, that's our mind. I felt like, don't think that way. You are not that. You are a child of God. God has a plan for your life. You are called to accomplish it. So I felt like he was saying, don't think that way. I will open your understanding. And I will bring you out of those tombs of what you are thinking. I will give you life. I will put life in you. And you will be my people. I will take you back. Whatever my plan was for your life. I will take you back to your land. I realize that how faithful God is. A respect of what we go through. When you are a leader. Doing. Having a lot of responsibilities. In different places. You feel a pressure. Whether you want it or don't want it. (laughs) Whether you like it or don't like it. It's reality. When you are a father. You you feel pressure providing for your family. Protecting your family. It's a responsibility. So you cannot avoid that. During that pressure of what we go through, we can forget God's plan, God's purposes. In the middle of raising waves, we know that Peter, the waves were raising. He He started walking on the water because Jesus said, Though he was walking, he still saw the raising waves, the blowing wind, the fear gripped his heart. He started drowning. But thank God, he's always there to lift us up. Failure is not final. God can lift us up. It's enemy's strategy to pull us down, to discourage us. The Lord encouraged me with these words. I hope these words will encourage you. Doesn't matter, friend, what you are going through. The Lord is watching over you. He wants to accomplish all his plans because they are his plans. He wants to accomplish them through your life. The other thing that the Lord really spoke to me was is Ezekiel 47. That deals about the oozing of the water from the sanctuary of the Lord. And becomes a big river. And uh, then God asked Ezekiel to walk through that. And it says when he walked first time. It was ankle deep. Then knee deep. And the lines deep. And then the fourth one he could not walk anymore. Uh, God has to bring them out. The Lord really also preached on this a number of times. This is not an unfamiliar scripture portion to me. I preached on these deeps. But the Lord opened my eyes this time. To see the other important thing which I missed for all all these years. And verse 6. And it says, and he said unto me, son of man, have you seen this? Have you seen this? That word draw my attention to the whole uh, scripture portion again. Have you seen this? And the next verse says that he saw it. What you know, sometimes we miss to see what we need to say. Sometimes we don't see like God sees things. Because we don't see how the God sees things, we miss the reality of the plan and presence of the Lord and we get overwhelmed. So Ezekiel was concentrating more on walking in the water, maybe trying to measure the depth of it. What he misses to see, what he misses to see, what God wants him to see, 
Yes, there were, as the water was flowing, there were trees. I will read you verse 7. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and on the other. The fruit of the water coming there. If you only concentrate on the water, if you miss the fruit of it, the very purpose why God brought that water, uh, about the water it says, there is a life in that water. Everywhere the water went, it carried life. The deserts became green. The salt ocean became a good water because this good water went and touched that salt water. And it says it carried life many times in our life. You know, we started from the Lord. John, actually John 7.38 says, when Jesus was talking about it, he says, who that believes in me, from his belly, the streams of living water flow. The rivers of water. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. The rivers of water. So it connected me to that. So when we start our life from Jesus, when we are born again, so we definitely need to understand that if Jesus is in us, we have the streams of living water. And that's not one river. There's a rivers of living water flow through us. So when we start from the Lord, when we are saved, we need to understand there's a life in us, which is Jesus. That's a living water flows through us. We are like a moving churches. Wherever we move, we carry a life. You may go to Madagascar, you may go to U.S. or Canada or anywhere, Germany. We carry a life because he is the life. He is in us. He is with us. We carry a life. We make a difference. Salt water will become good water. Deserts places, you know, broken people. Every time I think of the people in Germany, if you see them, how broken, hopelessness. You almost smell death in their lives. They see no hope sitting there taking drugs. It's illegal. Drinking, and you can drink anywhere in Germany. You can take drugs anywhere. You know, it's, it's a, you, you feel the hopelessness. Going to them, sitting with them, talking to them, laying your hand over them and letting them know you love them because Jesus loves them. They asked us a number of times, why do you do? You are an Indian. Your wife is a Canadian. Why do you do what you are doing? The only answer we have, because Jesus loves you. There's no other reason why I should go there. Why I should do what I'm doing. He loved us. He loves them. We know that he loved us. He saved us. What would stop us to go and share this love with the people? To me, like a, it's like a desert. But we saw those change lives. We saw those transform lives. We saw the people stopping drugs. We saw people shaving, looking clean. We saw people smell better. We saw people who said, it's like a family. It's like a family. There's a stream in you, my friend. The Lord reminded me, there is a river in me that he laid it. He himself is the river. He's a, he's a flowing river. It's not a stagnated tank. It flows. As it flows, I realize it, flows, it goes deeper. It goes wider. It goes higher. 
and it flows it goes across the nations touches the 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 salt brings life so we are not dry bones we did not lose our hope we are not cut off we are not useless there's life in us life that flows so the lord reminded me with that that encouraged me so much i want to encourage you my brothers and sisters there will be opposition there will be problems there will be suffering there may be more opposition for the church than ever before i realize maybe state like a heads of the state may promote the persecution like herod against the church but god removed herod the word of god gone everywhere that's what the lord spoke to me the coming three years special i felt like 16 17 18 there will be a lot of gospel thing gospel is going to be preached much more than ever before but not without opposition you might have heard what russia did putin signed the law just two weeks ago that no gospel should be preached in russia they said they went back to 1929 so there may be state promoted anti-christian activities but nobody can stop spreading of the gospel this started with god it will only end with god and jesus is the overcomer jesus is not dead and gone jesus is alive is life life in abundance life eternal that's what we carry in us may the streams of living water flow from you and touch lives change lives and i'm closing before i close can you send this your pastor to india again please it's been too long it's been too long one of his excuses i know his heart wants to go there can i tell you that can i tell you the only way that would stop him but he is not provided like he used to be provided before to travel to the nations his traveling to the nations was such a great blessing you need a pastor i know but we need him around the world too and god equipped him for that if you can if you guys can send him out don't let the money stop god's work god is faithful to provide there are some people who wants to come actually i met pastor jimmy they know they will they want to bring the medical team we need them please send them but we also need a construction construction team in uh, germany construction team to germany we badly need it i want those germans to understand there are people around the world that love them that care for them i cannot raise that money in germany it's very difficult i go preach in the church they don't even take us for lunch i preach there we go somewhere have lunch and drive home if i am doing whatever i am doing in germany it's because of generosity and support 
of American Christians, friends. For that building, I need $233,000. That's a lot of money to raise. And I don't raise money. But if I, if I have the volunteers, the engineer said, we can, we can save 90,000 euros just having the volunteers coming and helping us. So you guys have skills for uh, construction. Uh, we, we made ready everything. The plants will be ready any day. And uh, if you can bring it, that's why I'm going back to Germany. I love India. India is my heart. Nothing can replace that. But God laid Germany in my heart. I don't know why. That's the only place I lived besides India. I come here, I travel, I don't live here. But in Germany, for some reason, the Lord laid it in my heart. People are hurting. Gospel is not being preached in the churches. Many churches are closing down. Those properties are bought basically by Muslims. So I'm also planning to plant churches. That's part of my heart for Germany. We already started one. We started a second one doing the Friday evening meetings for almost 10 years. We have 25 to 35 people, sometimes 50 people coming. And I want to come up with church plants in Germany. That looks to me is the only way we can reach that nation. I can't change that system. But I can preach the gospel and draw one person to the Lord. I can, we can change person, can't change the system. But God, by changing people, can change the system. So I want you to pray. And we, I'm, I'm only going to stay two weeks in India. I, I'm leaving tomorrow, two weeks, then going back to Germany. I never did that. I never did that. So go, ministry in India is going great, guys. And uh, please pray for Germany. And I appreciate your prayers and support. And thank you, my friend Larry, my brother. Thank you, Marilyn, for all your friendship and love for us. Thank you, Jason.